you're a writer or an artist and you want to get your work out into the world. If you want to honour your creativity and finally stop hiding, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Siobhan Jones, and it's time to sound your bell. Today you'll hear my conversation with Susanna Crisp, a Canberra-based illustrator who gives us a sneak peek into two of her books which are coming out in 2021. Susanna Crisp, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, who inspired you to start drawing, painting and writing? My grandmother was an artist, so I grew up with beautiful paintings, original paintings all over my family walls. And she had this wonderful life of living in the country on a farm and had a little painting studio when I kind of always aspired to live that life, I guess. And then as an adult, I would say probably Tanya McCartney. She's a wonderful author and illustrator. And she really sort of showed a lot of confidence in what I was doing just for fun and encouraged me to try and do it professionally. I've been very lucky in that friendship there. And do you feel you've always been an illustrator? Yes, I've always had pens and paper handy at all times in my life. But again, have only really sort of started trying to do it professionally and trying to actually show other people what I do quite recently. Before that, it was a little bit secret that I did all this drawing. Have you ever stopped creating for any time? Yes. When I was studying my second degree, I was studying zoology. And it's, uh, I found when I was studying science that the creative part of my brain just shut down completely, which was a weird experience because I'd really, I've always been creative. But when I was studying science, I just couldn't create anything. And it was only when I sort of took some time off from that course when I was getting married and I wanted to paint our wedding stationery. And when I sort of took a semester off, suddenly my brain just exploded with creativity. I had all these amazing ideas that I wanted to follow through. And I realised as soon as I went back to study again that it all stopped again. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So a lot of writers and illustrators struggle with this kind of inner critic. And some of the writers in my coaching program say that it took them a long time to be able to say the words, I am a writer. Have you ever experienced something similar? Yes. (laughs) It's funny you say that. Uh, I have just submitted my first ever manuscript to publishers just in the last couple of weeks. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. But I still don't identify as a writer. I identify myself as an illustrator. Um, I haven't studied writing. Mind you, I haven't studied illustrating either. I, I feel slightly less fraudulent calling myself an illustrator than I do as a writer. Yeah, it's, it seems to be something that comes up for everybody, no matter what they do and no matter what stage they're at. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk about your upcoming book soon, but first, can you tell us what came before embarking on illustrating for children? I was just painting for myself, really. I was doing wildlife illustrating. I studied zoology, so I've got a bit of a love of wildlife. And particularly when I was pregnant, when you're pregnant, you look at all of those baby growth charts and then, you know, it says this week your baby's the size of a lettuce or something like that. And I didn't really like any of the growth charts out there so I started looking for ones with animal comparisons but I found that they were wildly inaccurate about the size and they all varied so dramatically so I decided to make my own so each 
week of my pregnancy, I painted a new animal that was the same size and weight as the growing baby. So for that, I was really painting a lot more frequently than normal. And I started posting those pictures on Instagram and started getting a little bit of a following for my wildlife illustrating. So that was really what led into the children's picture books. A few authors were looking for people that are good at doing wildlife illustrating. So that was kind of how I ended up in there. Can you tell us about your upcoming book with picture book author Irma Gold? Yeah, it's called Where the Heart Is. It's about a really gorgeous true story about a megalanic penguin that was rescued on a Brazilian beach. And the penguin develops this gorgeous relationship with his rescuer. And when it's time for the penguin to go back to sea, he travels a really long distance down to Patagonia. But then every year for the rest of his life, he's continued to go back to the island to his rescuer and they continue to spend several months of the year together. So it's this really funny, moving, heartfelt story. Really, really beautiful. It's got great environmental issues because that species of penguin is near threatened. At the beginning of the book, the penguin's rescued after an oil spill. So it's a really nice sort of gentle introduction to some of those environmental issues for children. And for me, it was uh, a really special book to work on because I've actually been to the island where it's set and I've seen these penguins in the wild myself. So it was um, pretty awesome to be able to use my own source photos when I was working on the illustrations. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. So for you, how does the picture come into being? Do you see the story playing out in your mind before you draw? Yeah, I guess I do. I am a little bit different from a lot of illustrators, but I actually don't do a huge amount of working drawings before I embark on an illustration. For me, the biggest challenge with this was that I needed to have all of my illustrations approved by the author and the publisher before I could start on them. Um, Luckily, they were very, very flexible and happy to go with a lot of my ideas. But yeah, I, I really sort of just see it in my head and get painting for the most part. And can you talk a little bit about the process of creating the picture book and how the illustrations work with the text? Yeah, so... I kind of work in layers when I'm building up an illustration. So I work with watercolours and I paint the background and I paint the foliage and the foreground and the characters and any little critters. I actually paint all of those on separate pieces of paper. I scan them in and digitally edit them and then I sort of layer them on to build up the composition. So that actually works incredibly well with the text placement because it's incredibly easy for me to readjust and rejig the picture to make it work better with the text. So editing and sort of playing around with the scenes I can actually do after I've painted it, which is different from if you were sort of to paint the whole scene in one go. Can you tell us when the book will be available? It's being released in June in 2021. I will mark my calendar. (laughs) Do you have kind of an aspiration to write picture book stories too? You mentioned earlier that you'd submitted a manuscript. Yeah. I guess that sort of being creative thing means that I've constantly got ideas coming to me. So I've got a list of about 20 different picture book ideas that I want to exist um, and would love to illustrate. So the challenge is to try and actually write them. This manuscript that I've just submitted, I was absolutely thrilled because I actually just won a competition for it. The Uh, creative kids tales writing competition for 2020 congratulations that's fantastic yeah so that just happened last week and that was pretty exciting because I really haven't shown my writing to other people much before so 
that was um, super exciting and I'm hoping that that means that I can write and um, that it wasn't just a fluke with this one manuscript. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic news. And you mentioned that, you know, as a creative person, you get lots of ideas coming to you. How do you discern which idea to run with and to start expressing? Uh, I have a list in my phone that I write all of the ideas down in. And sometimes it might be a fully fledged idea and I'll write several paragraphs and sometimes it'll just be one or two keywords. And then I sort of come back to them when I'm lying in bed awake at night. I'll just open up that document and have a look through it and see if there's anything that I've got any new ideas on. So, for example, the night before last, I couldn't sleep and I ended up writing half of a story and writing some ideas for another story and coming up with an illustration that I wanted to do for something else. And that's one of those things that is, as long as I've got something to write down my ideas on, then they'll come back to me and I can work on them later. What are the things that most inspire you to create? Um, I guess probably being out in nature. I'm very lucky at the moment we're doing a renovation on our house and I'm living down at Kingston Foreshore on the lake. So I'm looking out over Jerobomba wetlands and I've got this beautiful view with birds flying through it and gorgeous leaves blowing in the wind and things. It's just absolutely stunning. And whenever I'm looking at nice scenery, I feel creative. What are your top tips for illustrators and also for picture book writers who want to get published? So writers leaving space for the illustrations in their stories? I would say one of the biggest things for me in sort of checking over my work and making sure that it's good enough to show other people is trying to change my perspective because I think when you're being creative, you get sort of stuck in what you're doing and you can't see the flaws in it. So for illustrating, I find that that's sort of maybe turning the picture upside down and looking if the composition is still balanced that way. For writing, it might be getting someone else to read your work out loud to you so that you can hear where the stumbling blocks are. That way you can sort of pick up on the meter and the rhyme and the rhythm a little bit better when it's read in someone else's voice. Although I would say probably my biggest tip for both writers and illustrators would be to treat it as a business. When you think about the publishing industry, it costs a lot of money to produce one picture book. So that's a huge investment from the publisher in your creative idea. You have to really think about it from their point of view and make sure that you're producing a product that is commercially viable to actually encourage that publisher to invest in you. I guess I've come at picture books from a different perspective because I used to work in bookshops. So I worked in bookshops for about 15 years. And so I've obviously seen the products from a retail side and I know which books sell really well what kind of cover styles work, what kind of themes work. And it's so sad to see some books that just fail. And obviously those publishers are not going to be very happy because the book hasn't done very well. So I guess I'm constantly trying to remind myself that this is actually business, even though it's my creative passion, even though I love it so much, it is actually about making money for the publisher and that's how we become successful. Thank you very much for raising that because I think it's something that a lot of people do forget about. Yeah, but I've got another contract for a book that's coming out in September as well. It is called Cookie. It's also with EK. Um, it's written by this gorgeous girl, Isabel Duff, who's only 18. And she did a mentorship with EK during the COVID shutdown and created this beautiful sort of hopeful, warm book about childhood depression and anxiety. So it's a very gentle start to a very big conversation. And it's a little bit 
different. It's actually narrated from the point of view of a puppy um, and it's sort of about the love between this dog and his person. So it's a very different thing for me to illustrate. It's obviously a lot about people and a lot about feelings and as I've said, I'm mostly used to drawing wildlife. Uh, so it's been uh, an interesting process to get started on. How can we keep up to date with what you're doing and where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Susanna Illustration, and also my website is osusanna.com.au. And I'm sure I will be spamming everybody when I've got the book launches coming up. Given the time of year, uh, I'm aware that you have cards and gift paper for sale and they are just delicious. Can you tell us where we can find it, how we can purchase it? So I've got somewhere in the realm of about 100 different designs of greeting cards with Nuovo Group. They are distributed all over Australia, so mostly in bookshops and gift shops. I know Dimex in Canberra sells them. There's also a couple of different gift wrap options with them as well. Susie, it's been an absolute delight having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you. And that was Canberra-based illustrator Susanna Crisp. If this episode has inspired you to make writing a priority in 2021, my Sound Your Bell writing program will start in January. Over five weeks, you'll stay accountable for your writing habit, overcome your inner critic, and get your work out into the world along with other like-minded writers. You can join the waitlist by emailing me at hello at bellthecat.com.au. Thanks for listening to Sound Your Bell. Until next time... Take care.